Welcome. Welcome to Marathon this weekend. All over the world, people are watching. I love it. Thank you, volunteers that are melting right now. All of them are melting out there, and uh, it's pretty warm. So it's been, I, I, you know, South Carolina cannot make up its mind what it wants to do with the weather thing. So just thought I'd let you know uh, it is more weekend, and uh, I love America. I'll let you know that right up front. And uh, give it up. I love, oh, I'm going to miss those horns, but, you know, maybe not. Maybe not. We'll have to talk about that. Hey, I don't know if you know, NASCAR is really pretty much American, right? Pretty good? So uh, I have been turned on to this thing called iRacing. If you've never watched, they had iRacing, virtual NASCAR racing on TV. And so I finally got a hold of that. I got my steering wheel and my pedals, you know, and everything. It's really cheap to get into. And so Friday afternoon, I won my first race. Give it up. <laughs> I beat a guy from Norway. I will never know him. I will never know him. So I do not care. So anyway, and I got my first poll for all of you who care. Uh, I got my first poll yesterday also. My brother Alan's a big NASCAR fan. I wanted him to know he's watching in Seneca. And uh, so I'll have to tell you all about it one day. I'll tell you all about it. i got a lot of friends doing that. Well, it is Memorial Weekend, and uh, our president made an announcement on May 22nd, and he said that the houses of worship, this is so incredible, are deemed necessary, and they will remain open. Yes. <laughs> Get it up for Trump. I don't know if you like him or you don't like him, but I love it. And the reason why Trump can say that it's because it's Memorial Weekend, and the men and women gave their life so that we can have this privilege to sit in a car and have a drive-in. Give it up for the people who gave their life. I, I figure this is the time that I'll let you know when we're coming back in the building. Would you like to know that? That would be, okay. Uh, let me say this up front. We have a lot of things to do. The CDC, all the regulations and everything. We're going to do everything we can and be responsible. Uh, we're going to make it as comfortable as possible with different ways of being able to engage with us on Sunday morning. So July 12th is when we're coming back in the building. Just letting you know. July 12th. It's going to take that long. It's going to take that long to get everything set up and all the things that we're going to have to do. And we have so many great ideas for you guys. And uh, one of the things we're probably going to keep is that we'll have a drive-in for you, just letting you know if you want to do that. So we got a lot of things we're going to be working on. Now, last week, we were talking about these people that were uh, basically throwaways. And so this is called, you know, our second week of coming back. You know, we we're talking about the throwaways. People said there's no way God can get to them. No way those things can happen. But I can tell you, God never gives up on anybody. Two things we learned last week. No storm is too big for God. If you haven't figured that out, he will ever either calm the storm or he's going to calm you. Those are the two things we learned. And we know that no one is too far away that God can't get to. Now, it's amazing how God picked some of these people. It's, he picked some of these people because if they were throwaways and nobody wanted, and they thought there's no way anybody could help them. And this is, these are the people that changed the world. These are the people that Jesus went after. So we call them the throwaways. And it, we have one today we're going to talk about. This is the guy who got lost in his own backyard. And uh, 
It can happen to you, by the way. You can get lost in your own backyard because we do this thing we call wander. We like to wander around. Now, in the Midwest, they do something that was interesting. I found out about this with the farmers in the Midwest. When the snow would come in and it would create a whiteout and you couldn't see your hand in front of your face, a lot of the farmers, they had to figure out a way to get back to, from the barn to the house because a lot of the farmers died in their own yard because they couldn't find their way. So they started tying a rope to the house to the barn. So when the snow hit and the whiteout happened, they had a rope to get back. And this is where we're going to talk about today. How do they, you know, we may have well, wandered off and we've wondered because it is natural for us to do so. You can see this in the Old Testament with Israel. All the things that they did, they would wander in, they would wander off. They're back with God. They're not with God. It's the same way with us. It's the same way. We can't keep up doing the things that really we should be doing because we're prone to wander. And that is who we are. That's what makes us what we are and who we are. So we got to get the rope. And this is one of the things we try to tell you how to keep from wandering is you stay with God, the scripture, the prayer on a daily basis. Now you will find yourself wandering in. I'm close to God. I'm not close to God. I'm close to my family. I'm not close to my family. I'm close to have relationships. So there has to be a rope. How do I keep the relationships? How do I keep those things happening? And this is what we're going to talk about today. This one guy, it was really interesting, this one guy got lost in his own backyard. And so we have to be really careful with that. So God has the rope, and he's always throwing it out. He has the rope, and so we're going to talk about one of these guys that made that happen. Now, I think you need to know that God loves you more in one moment than anybody could love you in a lifetime. Let me, let me say that. You know, God loves you in one moment more than anybody could ever love you in a lifetime because that is how he does things, and he knows us better than anybody. So I would really think we need to look at ourselves and find out why, and then I'll, let me say this. Let's talk about us for a moment, and then we'll figure out why God does what he does with us. That would be very helpful. The Jahari window helps us understand basically who we are and there's a spot in that Jahari window, and if you don't know what that is, don't worry about it. I'm going to tell you some of it. You can go look it up. You can Google it. Some of you are Googling now on your phone, I can tell. So you can do that now. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about this Jahari window. And one of the things that God does is he works within who we are. Now, the idea is do we know who we are because we like to wander. We like you know, we never keep doing the things that we start doing that are good for us. We always wander away from that. So the Jahari window says that there is a public self. There's a public self that's happening that you let, this is what everybody else knows about you. This is your hobbies. This is the things you do. This is your Instagram self. This is what you want everybody to believe that you really are. And then you have this private self is where this is only things that you know okay? This is the only things that you know, and you're not telling them. This is not conversations you're going to bring up at dinner. And so these are things you keep to yourself, your private self, only you know. And then we have this blind spot. This is an amazing spot. We have a blind spot, which everybody knows it, but you. That's, that, wouldn't you like to, uh, you know, have you ever heard people just tell, well, tell me how I am. And they tell you like, that isn't me. Everybody knows it, but you. It might be that you talk too much. I don't know. And you don't even know. 
And so a lot of these things happen. And here's where God comes in. This is the part I love when you talk about the Jahari window. This is the beautiful thing. There's a mysterious spot in you that you don't know, the people don't know, but only God knows. And this is why God chooses people you most likely would write off because he knows what's there. He knows the mysterious part. He knows what is there. And so David, if you remember David, the King David, if you don't know him, he's a mess. Let's just say he was a total disaster most of the time. And you can see that in his writing. But one of his writings in Psalms, he's trying to figure out who he is. And so that, was, that would be the thought that would be the thought, why, you know, I do the things that I do. Why do I wonder? Why do I do these things? And so here's what he said. If you go to a drive-in and you tap on that, you'll have my notes. And it says, search me, O God, and know my heart. This is Psalms 139, 23 to 24. It said, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. I think... There's a spot in there, this mysterious thing. I don't think we know who we are. So here we have these throwaways. Let's talk about the throwaways. These are the people you would love them to find God, and you hope they find God, but you're not given much hope for that. And so Jesus, last week on one of the throwaways, he went all the way across the lake, met a guy in, in a, you know, he's in the tombstones there. He came running out. He was one of the guys that was demon-possessed. They tried to lock him in the, in the graves, and they tried to keep him out of, you know, society. All the things was a throwaway. He walks, he goes all the way across the lake. He heals this guy. The guy gets in his right mind, and then Jesus left. This is the guy that you would say, this is a throwaway. And then all of a sudden, this guy goes back to his towns and says, this is what Jesus Christ did for me. Now, if you were going to look at this, this, these throwaways, the, one, the people that are hated the most or despised the most are the ones that Jesus goes after because they're the ones that can change the world because that story is so, so believable because they were one way, they were a throwaway here, and now they're over here changing the world. So you have to see it in the mysterious part. This is that mysterious part that God always, always does. God loves us. The, listen, God loves us the most. He loves us the best because he knows us the best. And you have to think about that. He even knows me and he still loves me. He knows the mysterious part in you. And that's what he said. So it isn't about just being cleaned up or buttoned up or manicured up or, or haired up. Hope you're getting your hair, hair done. I had, mine is like, I'm so glad I'm up here and you can't see all this. This is crazy stuff. But God loves me no matter what I look like and even knows my, my soul. He knows who I am when I don't know and he still loves. So here we go. Let's talk about this guy. Let's talk about another write-off. His name was Zacchaeus and I'm going to go through the story and you're going to see where this guy was already written off. And you'll hear this in the scripture. This guy... Nobody liked. And you remember Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he climbed up in. If you don't know the song, don't worry about it. But anyway, I'll tell you the story. So here we go. So Jesus is at the end of his ministry. He's going to Jerusalem. He's going to the cross, by the way. This is it. He's going to the cross, and he's going to go through Jericho. Jericho is like the West Palm Beach right now. This is where all the rich people go. 
The rich people go to Jericho, they hang out there, this is what happens, and this is where Zacchaeus lives. So Jesus is going through Jericho, this isn't going to be really a stop, it wasn't supposed to be, but this is where the the throwaways are, this is what Jesus looks for. So here we go. Jesus entered the Jericho and was passing through, a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus, and he was the chief collector and wealthy, this is interesting, chief tax collector and wealthy, wanted to see Jesus, let me make sure, and, wasn't, and could not because he was basically too short. He could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a, a sycamore tree, a fig tree, to see him since Jesus was coming that way. Now, if, you are, if the Bible says that you are short and you actually made the pages of the Bible that said short, I'm, this guy must have been really small. It must have been really small. So Jesus is coming through Jericho, and Zacchaeus can't see him because of the crowd. He climbs up in the tree. Now, there's nobody going to help Zacchaeus because, remember, he is the chief. What that means is he's the worst guy in the town. He's the worst guy in the town, chief tax collector, and all, he, but he was wealthy, but he was despised, and he was hated. The Romans would take over a territory, and they would divide it out into provinces. And what they would do, they would, they would let businessmen buy these provinces so they could collect taxes, because that's how they got their money. They taxed everything. Aren't you glad we don't do that anymore? We don't tax everything anymore. Aren't you glad? That was a joke, by the way. I can't tell if you're laughing or not. All right, thank you. And so here he, here he is, and what they did is they find a local guy to help collect the taxes, and his name was Zacchaeus. When you decide that you're going to collect taxes, you're going to be despised, you can't, you're basically you're going to be kicked out of the church, you're, you have turned your back on your people, this is what Zacchaeus was dealing with. This is where Jesus was coming into, and he's up in the tree. So he set out to collect taxes and all those things that had to happen. He turned his back. Basically, the church says this. I want you to think about this. The church says that a tax collector cannot be redeemed. This guy cannot be saved. You remember the throwaway? This guy's a throwaway, and he cannot be redeemed. And that's what he's living with. So we know when you look at this, what he was facing, but he had heard something was going on. You remember the mysterious thing in you? Something had to be mysteriously happening with Zacchaeus to even want to go to see where Jesus was. Jesus, the most popular person at that time, was coming through. Zacchaeus, the most hated guy in town, nobody would give him anything. He had no friends. He'd lost his family. He is out of the church. And now the only people who, who love him are the people, the, the Romans, who, and they only love him because he collects taxes. So here we go. This was also a law. The only people you could lie to was a tax collector, and you would be okay with that. That's, that's what religion told him. I wouldn't lie to IRS, by the way. That's not saying that. Don't go take that. I don't think a seven-year-old says, I can't wait to grow up so I can be an IRS agent. I don't, I don't think it's that thing. So this is what he was facing. So here he is. Jesus is coming through. Now, what, what, I'm going to do it to you. Y'all ready? Watch this. Did you look up? This is just exactly what happened. You want to do it again? This is exactly what happened. Jesus is walking through the town, and he stops, 
And he looks up, and everybody in the town looked up. And guess who they saw? They saw Zacchaeus in the tree. This was amazing. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to murder, murder, mutter. He had gone to be with a guest of a sinner. So he's already, Jesus already did something that that nobody would do. We have, the, we have a rabbi, the most popular man in the world. He looks up, he sees the guy, he asks him to come down, and all of a sudden, Jesus begins to identify with, with Zacchaeus. All of a sudden, I want to be with you. I care enough, you are a throwaway, and I love you, and I have come for people like you, and I want to go to your house today. If you shared a meal in this culture, that was like, that was saying, that was an intimate friendship that was happening here. So Jesus looked at this tax collector, the throwaway, the chief that everybody hated, that nobody said could be redeemed, and the rabbi, the son of God, is walking through and says, I'm going to go eat with you. This was a big deal because something mysterious was happening with Zacchaeus that was going on to even get to Jesus Christ. For him to run and to climb a tree, something was going on. And that is the spot that Jesus knows best. You say you know you, but he knows that spot. He knows where you are. And you know where you are right now. You can feel that. You know, you may have been, you may be lost in your own backyard right now. And you need somebody to throw you a rope. Well, we're going to throw you a rope in a minute. But this is what just happened to Zacchaeus, lost in his backyard, and Jesus throws him a rope. Oh, by the way, I'm not just going to go throw you a rope. I'm going to go eat with you. I'm going to go eat with you. And I'm sure, I'm sure it wasn't Bojangle biscuits. So he's going to eat. He's going to eat with them. So everybody's watching this happen. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, here, here and now I give half of my possessions. This was amazing. I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I've cheated anyone out of anything, I will pay back four times. He did every bit of this just because Jesus said, I want to go be where you are. I'm going to identify you. The crowd turned on Jesus because Jesus was going to hang out and be, listen to this, with a sinner that could not be redeemed. That's what man thinks sometimes. That's what religion says. Do you know people like that? Are you, do you look at these people that are throwaways? Is it possible that Jesus Christ can get to them? Absolutely get to them. The, you have to think right now, are you lost in your own backyard? That's the question. You used to be close here. You used to be close to God. You used to be close to your wife and your children. You used to have relationships. And somewhere you've wandered off. And God's throwing you a rope. Jesus said today, salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Zacchaeus deserved rejection, but Jesus gave him redemption. Is that, is that not the most beautiful story to hear that this guy deserved rejection, but Jesus gave him redemption. He called him the son of Abraham. 
Oh, by the way, if you've accepted Christ into your life, you're a son of Abraham also. He said, you are part of the family. That's what he told Zacchaeus. To you, today salvation has come. Today, you are part of the family. Before anything had happened, he, Zacchaeus changed his world. And how do we know, think about this. Why would Jesus go for him? Because he was the most hated man and the most well-known man in, the whole, in, that, in Jericho. And if Jesus Christ can change his life, he can change yours. And this is exactly what happened. God goes after the throwaways. There's the redemption. There's the grace. There's the forgiveness. And Zacchaeus changed his life. So what I would say, guys, has been throwing a rope out. For some of you, this, this thing that we've been dealing with and all the things we've had to do, are you closer to God or are you further away? Have you wandered off? The mysterious part of us is that God knows us better than anybody and he loves us more than anybody. That's what he does. That's who it is. He, can, he loves you more in a moment than anybody can love you in a lifetime. That is how God loves us and that is how he loves the throwaways. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for what is happening. Thank you for the people that are here and listening everywhere right now. It is amazing to me how you love and how you love, even though you, you know us better than anybody and you love us more than anybody. And that is amazing. I would, right now, everybody keep your head bowed. You're watching at home. I don't know where you are. I don't know what spot you're in. All I know is that you need a rope and God's throwing one. I don't know where, what is happening, but I can tell you God loves where you are and what's happening in your life, he loves. If he can love the throwaways, he can love me. And you say, well, there's no hope for you. I see it all over the Bible, hope everywhere. Turn your life over to Jesus Christ and see what happens to you. See what happens when you think your life is worthless and you're a throwaway. You can turn the world upside down because that is what the power of Jesus Christ can do in your life. Here's what I'd like to ask. Right now, all over the world, people are watching everywhere. And here's what I'm going I'm I'm to ask you to pray with me if you'd like to accept Jesus Christ in your life. He will change everything. He will make things new. You will find your way home. You will. Pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I ask that you come into my life and change me. Make me a new person. I want to follow you. I ask that you forgive me of my sin. Forgive me for not following you sooner. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose from the dead. Thank you for hearing my prayer and changing my life forever. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Many of you are watching online. If you've accepted Christ, there will be a hand that comes out. And if you would just let us know if you accepted Christ, you can also let us know through social media, our website. Let us know what we can do to pray for you. I ask that you pray for us as a staff as we get ready to come back July 12th. We've got a lot of things to do. But I will say this. God has changed so many lives through all this COVID-19. So many people accepted Christ. I cannot wait to see what he's going to do next. It's been amazing. Love you guys.